Hello! We are the Dungeon Boys. We are a group of seven friends telling a story Dungeons and Dragons style. Our first campaign is what you are listening to, Stardust Echoes, which is a mixture of high fantasy and science fiction in a homebrew world that we all created together. And now I'm going to go ahead and give you the privilege of letting you know that we all definitely say inappropriate shit all the time. Like fuck. Yeah, this is definitely rated for mature audiences only, even though all of us are extremely immature in a wonderful way. Uh, Content warnings can always be found in the episode description. And uh, with that, I'll go ahead and pass it to the boys. Take it away, boys. Howdy, y'all. My name is Arland. I play Valen, the winged tiefling sorcerer, Wal Orlock. What? Fuck. Um, and the prompt today is what stereotypical role would my character be in high school? Um, and if Valen was in high school, um, I mean, no surprise, he'd probably be the, the sad emo kid, you know, um, hanging out by himself, listening to his headphones and not really talking to anybody. I'm sorry, it wasn't what you would be. It's what your character would be. <laughs> I was, listen, I was, I was, I was emo in high school, but I was actually pretty cool. I was actually pretty cool. <laughs> I buy it. Okay. I believe it. Me too. He's still right either way. With your scene kid hair. Hi, everybody. I'm Anthony. I play Grayson Cato, the half elf ranger on the Dungeon Boys first campaign, Stardust Echoes. Uh. I don't know. I guess Grace would be like the artsy kid. Ah, you might be artsy. Would you be like the artsy kid who is like drawing quietly under a tree, or the artsy kid that was like tagging the back of the theater? Probably tagging the back of the theater. I know Grayson fucking hated theater kids, um, <laughs> <laughs> and actively, actively was like never do theater kid shit at me or around me ever. <laughs> Uh, and probably one did and immediately got punched in the throat and Grayson was suspended for like Ooh. a week for doing that, but nobody Holy ever shit. Nobody ever tried to do theater kid shit around him again, so you know I can see that. worked out. I can see that. What's up everybody? It's me, Lindsay, playing six, the tabaxi rogue. And you know, I waffled. I waffled with what she would be, but I think I found her perfect high school identity would be Kat Stratford from 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, so yes. just, just the loner bitch that fucking can really play soccer or some dumb jock bullshit like that. <laughs> fucking pick up Heath Ledger like it was nothing. Oh my god. What is up, you motherfuckers and manicores? It is no. your boy Grant. I play your golden dragonborn barbarian, Kothal Tarash. I would have to say, for Torash, I mean, the only thing that I could think of for being the stereotypical, I would just have to say he's the friend of everyone. That's really the only thing I could think of, you know? Friends Shut of- up. He's like the basketball player. No. Torash for student body he's president. He's class president. Yeah, he's student yeah. body president. No. He's the captain of the football team. Yeah, I guess. He's homecoming He's an all-star, all-star, played all the sports, you that, know, all that, that stuff. That golden retriever boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like the nice one. He's not like the mean jock. Yeah. 
All right, fine. That's Jericho. All star jock. And... I'm just kidding. You can be whatever you I don't know. I know you guys. Friend. You guys bring up a good point. I don't know. I, that awesome. was like the first thing that popped into my head. Well, it's just true. You're yeah. just a barbarian, so my thought was like sports. But I like that you're everyone's friend. That paladin vibe, running hard. Are we about to be the breakfast Breakfast Club, but plus Temple? Probably. <laughs> uh, hey guys, my name's Ellie. I play Pants, the Artificer Cobalt on Stardust Echoes. Um, if Pants were in high school, he'd be like that nerdy, weird science kid that. Just eats lunch in the library. Yeah, eats lunch in the in the library or with the teacher. But the teacher really likes I don't know, like chemistry and blowing shit up in the in the in the in the back of the school. He'd be he'd be on the robotics team, but he'd have like not the guts to be the robotics team captain. He'd just be there. <laughs> hey everyone, I'm Dylan. I play Temple, the Warforged monk on Stardust Echoes, and uh, Temple is a great deal older than everyone else, so I think he's just straight up the janitor. Yeah! <laughs> he's the cool janitor that, like, you know, the kid got beat up or thrown in the locker, and he's the one that, like, opens the locker and, like, lets the kid out and tells Amazing. him a, a wise, uh, gives, gives him a wise little wise. proverb. A smooth sea never made a skittled sailor. Mopping the floor, and then like kids walk by, and he's like, You know, trying to define yourself is like trying to bite your own teeth. And he just keeps on mopping. It's <laughs> like, Don't talk to the janitor. I'm gonna put that on my MySpace. <laughs> and my name is Justine. I will be your dungeon master for this campaign and probably these folks' worst nightmare. But we have the honor, the privilege, the excitement to welcome back our guest star from last session. Mika, please introduce your lovely self. Hello. And you can introduce your character this time. Yes, I can. My name is Mika. I'm an amateur Dungeons and Dragons player. And I play Phosphophilian Kappa Novakite. She is a Earth Genasi that has druidic powers. And we are very, very grateful that you are here. Mika! Oh, wait, what high, what high schooler would she be? I want to know this. Oh, she would be the headmaster of a private enterprise high school, like where all the rich kids go. <laughs> she doesn't be the headmistress. That counts. I really want to see the show. I want to see Temple as the janitor. And now, the Dungeon Boys proudly present Stardust Echoes. Last episode, the Harper's Requiem met up with the Earth Genasi Druid Kite and began a plan to find the next piece of the cannon which would save the system. Temple and Kite joined together for a meditation in which Temple was starting to understand the true meaning of his mask of mercy. Now, they approach the rings of the planet Tenebris to find a high-level storage unit amongst the rings. They create a plan to infiltrate just as Grayson starts to awake. 
we start off with eyes blinking open, but things look different. Grayson, everything in your ship is bigger. The blues on the ship are more prominent. The reds and greens dulled. Your eyes close, you shake your head, confused. And as you open your eyes again, everything on the ship is normal size. Colors seem to be normal. Then you kind of hold your head. There's pain. You close your eyes, and as you open them again, you're looking at yourself. And you hear... And as you shake your head one more time, you see Azeron looking at you. Dope. Oh my god. Oh. What? I give Azeron a little scritchum on his little head, and I push myself up and sit up and look around. As your head throbs, your ship is empty. I look around for my gear, just making sure it's still here. It is. I grab it, sling my rifle over my shoulder, make sure Azeron's doing okay. Roll perception for me. 2022. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Jesus. Grayson, you kind of pull your rifle on you. Azeron, he's okay, but there's an anxiety and tension in him. You feel it. Pull, that lightning pulsing almost through your wrist. Yeah. That you haven't really felt before. And he's he's weaving between your legs, his tail like curling each one. Yeah. And just kind of growling. And as you look down at him and then kind of look back up, wondering where your teammates are, you see a broken body on the ship's piloting area, laying there, sparking. Does it look like Temple? No, it looks like a cat. Oh. I walk up to it and pick it up. You hold Jigalda's broken frame in your hands. Good start. I pop open <laughs> the back of its head and try to pull out the ship mind from the body. Ooh. Uh, as you go to try to pull it out, it sparks in your hand and Azeron <gasps> growls and you hear Jigalda. Team exit 47 hours minutes seconds ago. Jigalda, I need you to help me here. You can't stay in this body. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pop you out, and you're gonna. Pet, pet, boo. I try to, I try to pop her out again. You can roll sleight of hand, or you can roll history if you remember what Pants had done. Mmm, they're both exactly the same. I'm gonna do sleight of hand. Uh, seventeen. Yeah, you try to pull it out. The eyes that were kind of starting to blink orange turn off. And as you pull it out, it comes out, but there are wires that get pulled out of the mechanism of its brain that are attached that are kind of now just like sizzling. Yeah. Yeah, that's normal. I say to myself as I (laughs) put it away in my pocket somewhere just to (laughs) make sure that we still have Jigalda. You forgot to click eject. It's not safe to eject yet. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) You got to reformat now. I look to see if my team left a fucking robo stone for me. (laughs) Did I don't think you guys did. did (laughs) All right. I'm going to I'm going to sit at the calm and just kind of look at the readout. Just see where the fuck I am. Like where the ship is like physically is. 
Like if I'm in, if I'm in orbit somewhere, if I'm in space, if we're docked somewhere, I just because I just need to know where the fuck we where the fuck I am. Yeah, take a point of inspiration. Um, so you go to the comms and you look. You have landed on one of the rings of Tenebris, and there are life signals probably about two hundred feet from your ship. You also see that the shuttle has departed, and those life forms are coming from that shuttle's energy signature, which are in the rings. Okay. And the rings don't have an atmosphere? Uh, They do once you go inside of one of the rocks that make up the rings, for the ones that are mined out. Okay. Do you try to page your team? If I'm able to. You are. Okay, yeah. So now switching to the other group, your shuttle starts to drop. The blue luminescent glow from your ship is the only thing lighting this pitch black space. It's a huge cave-like cavern with rock walls that have not been mined out. You get the feeling that this is a naturally hollow asteroid in the planet's ring belt. The silence is loud. As you get 10, 20, 30 feet in, you see no bottom in sight. However, you do see orbs, metallic pieces of technology floating around scattered everywhere. Some are as large as 30 by 30 feet. Some are small enough to barely house Fidget. You can tell as you get closer to some, as Torash gently weaves the shuttle down, that there are chains wrapped around them. Some, though, have intense humming force fields, all just floating silently. You notice they're each marked with some form of numbers and letters combined. And you also realize as you descend down that the gravity seems to be lighter. There is a crude atmosphere in this place. And then suddenly you all jump as your ship's comm system crackles and you hear incoming transmission. Who's got it? Torash, you got that? Yeah, sure. This is Katal Torash. Who's who is this? Torash, it's Grayson. Oh, you're awake. I sure am. What the hell happened? Um, Jigalda's dead. I don't know if you guys know that. Yeah, unfortunately we do. Okay. Well, I took I took the ship mind out of the cat's body, so at least that's safe. All right. Does it look like it's in one piece? Um, looks yeah, with some extra pieces on it too. All right. Well. I think the body can be fixed, but just so long as we have the mind intact in one piece and the body can be replaced. Yeah, that's my thinking. Um, where are you? <laughs> well, well, while that's happening, I think um, Balan's trying to push buttons to send location, like to drop a pin. <laughs> drop a pin? It's an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, which one of these damn buttons sends locations? Um, uh, just bloop, bloop. Pants is like, stop it, stop it, stop it. And he like pushes the right button. <laughs> yeah, and right then, Grayson, you see their exact pop- <laughs> location pop up. I can see where the shuttle is. I'm going to bring the ship around. Uh, yeah, just don't adjust the seat, please. Um, <laughs> Grayson, having already fully adjusted the seat to his <laughs> smaller frame. No, of course, I would never do that. I say it's fixing the fucking rear view mirror. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, never. Adjusting the side mirrors outside. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Grayson whips the ship around to get a closer vantage point. Kite! 
as you all are dropping deeper into this, suddenly I need you to roll history for me with advantage because you are from this planet. 15. You would realize that uh, this is one of the higher security uh, storage units. This is going to be very tight. Would you like to just sneak on or should we charisma our way through this one? Charisma. Charisma all the way. Charisma? Charisma. Charisma. If you land, absolutely you can cast Pass Without a Trace. I don't know if it would work on this shuttle. But if you want to argue it with me, I'm totally willing to listen. Well, the shuttle's smaller than the ship, so, I mean. Yeah, and Pass Without Trace covers 30 feet. Oh, yeah, I'd say it's thirty. Radius yeah, the ass is the ass is hanging out. It's just a it's space. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, the cleft my ass cheeks are alerting the guards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell us what your magic looks like as you. Uh, oh, wait a second from that one. <laughs> <laughs> um. So she. It's kind of similar to the last time she. Puts her hands together and like the, the um like a not the pray like I guess it's kind of praying but the sparkly stardust starts to flitter out of her with her eyes closed and then when she opens her eyes it's like a good pulse exits her body um, and you start to kind of things start to kind of shimmer around you guys and then it now that you're like inside the path without trace it it starts to kind of have maybe like a f- sparkly filter over it, but you can still see everything. You're all Edward Cullen now. I was gonna say. Oh, yeah. Pan's yeah. like looks down at his hands and he's like, so can you guys see me? Am I <laughs> invisible? You can't see me, right? And he like goes over to um, Valen and starts like poking him. Huh, where did Pants go? Can't see me, can't see me. <laughs> can't stop, I, I, can, I can see you just fine. <laughs> ah, rats. So the shuttle didn't have a cloaking thing like our actual ship does. Um, uh, honestly, um, uh, Torash, would you know the answer to that? Or <laughs> uh, to what I to what I can understand, the stealth capabilities were built into the ship. It wasn't anything special on top of that. So this is some fancy magic on on this little shuttle. I mean, my ship has it doesn't have any kind of escape pods in it, so uh, I don't really have to deal with that issue. And you all hear, and it becomes darker. And over the top of the covering that you just went through, you see the stingray kind of form over as Grayson lands above. So if you wanted, Torash, you could pull the ship back up, you know, the hundred feet and connect it quickly if Grayson wanted to come with you folks. Grayson, I can see I've got eyesight on you. Do you want us to link back up so we can get read? You know, fucking whatever. <laughs> um, what's the general vibe with the group right now? <laughs> is that is that a Anthony question or a Grayson question? <laughs> Grayson question. Just like, how, what what are y'all what are y'all doing? What's what's the what's the vibe down there? You hear in the background just uh, Valen yelling in the back. He goes, uh, "Grayson, we uh we found the tracker. We it's leading us to one of these little storage pods, and we're gonna try to get it by any means that we necessary." Uh, sorry, guys, you're breaking up. Can't really hear you. I think the rings are causing some distortion. And then Grayson shuts off the comms and just kind of kicks back in the chair. Okay. 
What a punk. I hope Grayson's okay. Sounds like the rings are interfering with comms. You think we'll be able to reconnect with him? I don't think that they do that. <laughs> Grayson Grayson goes and gets like a, a, a cold, wet compress and just like lays it over his head because he has a fucking <laughs> headache in the head and just lays back and she's just like, Ugh. I don't think the rings ever interfere with the communications. Otherwise, there'd be a lot of trouble. Mm. I think you would know, Kai, if anything. So I'm just, Taurus is just going to go up and reconnect with the... the <laughs> Yeah, we should check on We're him. We're just making him come with me. <laughs> <laughs> Call it out on his bullshit. Like, we go up there and we just see Grayson with, like, little wrap on his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, has like cucumber, he has cucumbers on his eyes. He's in his bathroom. Oh, <laughs> whale sounds playing on the speaker. Chilling. He has a wet washcloth over his head. All the lights are off, so it's just, like, the emergency kind of, like, safety red glow lights that are on. He has a bottle of ibuprofen, like sitting in front of him. <laughs> and what water. we see, yeah, just like in- when when the door opens, we see the red emergency lights on, and we see him like laying back, and <laughs> like, oh, Grayson, no! <laughs> Temple runs up to him and like shakes him. Are you okay? God, fuck. Yeah, I'm just got. I got. I have a headache. I just wanted to take a nap. We lost comms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it must be the rings. Yeah, that's a. That's a oh, it's okay one. though. Kite said that it couldn't be the rings. Something else must be wrong. It's not the rings. <laughs> oh yeah, I you know, it's a weird ship. Stuff stuff goes wrong. Also, um, who's Kite? <laughs> oh, there. And Temple turns and and there's Kite. <laughs> so I'm like very tall, like six five, six six. Very large, very rocky. Nice. So I bust <laughs> it. <laughs> so I bust in an idea. I go just straight up to you and try to go for your hand. Phosphophilian Kaponovakite for your tantalization and observement. Uh, Kazuntite. <laughs> I've heard that one before. Yes. You could call me Kite if it's difficult. Yeah, thank you. Right. Uh, hey, um,. Uh, Har- Harper's Requiem, sidebar real quick. Kite, you look around and they all kind of go together. <laughs> <laughs> huddle, huddle. We like huddle around, Kite. <laughs> <laughs> I, all right, listen, I, I understand that I was out for, how long was I out for? Yeah, a few hours. Probably good, like two hours. A, a day? Yeah, no big deal. We got it. It was fine, it was fine. You look like shit, though. Pants, that sounds more that sounds more wrong. So I'm just gonna go with the two to three hours everybody else is kind of saying. <laughs> um So just catch me up to speed here. The last person we let on the ship turned out to be a werefrog and tried to kill us. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We made a frog soup of him. Right, 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 right. Yeah, right, right. I told you, we got this. We we it, he's dead now. He's fine. I got the, and he holds up a jar full of like. His mucus or whatever. The toads. <laughs> mucus. Like, see? Wub wub juice. Wub wub juice. Uh huh. This time's totally different though. Uh huh. She's sparkly. Yeah, she's cool. Sixties where I'm going with this. So why immediately do we let the <laughs> next person that we meet onto the ship, no questions asked? This seems. <laughs> Look at her eyes. Listen. She doesn't even have any. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're all adults. Pants, I'm actually, I think you might be a child. Not not to infantilize you, but just like, based on what you've told us about Cobalt's maturing process, um, all of that to say, 
the dictionary defines insanity as doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So please tell me. This is only the second time. Right. We're not quite there yet. Okay. He has a point. <laughs> Thank you. As long as as long as that's recognized, and when this all goes to shit, we'll, we'll have another discussion. We'll about just this. do the same thing like we've done every single time, and then just kill him. Like we'll just do that every time. Great. My head, <laughs> as he says it, quite a little bit too loud. As Kite, <laughs> and he like points at Kite. He's yeah, like, just, "We'll just we can just glass her <laughs> if it's a problem." <laughs> It's six on one. We got this. I've liked to say I've never done the same thing twice. That's that'd be quite boring. So I don't think you have anything to worry about. I'm not insane. Ooh, I feel like that's what an insane person would say. I guess you're just part of this conversation now too, Kite. Hi. Yes. Sorry. We have a problem about just trusting people, and it's never really worked out for us all that well. No, I wasn't expecting that, given the shape that your crew was in and the broken uh robo kitten yeah never seen one of those before i would like to help with that though that'd be nice i have her brain right here and i pull it out pants is just like (laughs) 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 what did you do grayson give me that (laughs) he performed brain surgery with a butter knife grayson this might help you kite is a scholar and a business owner on this planet and knows these storage facilities well and um, is aligned in our mission to uh, save the galaxy, because otherwise she'd be out of business. Yes, and our friend, um, t- t- not MT1, Temple. Temple and I had a moment. It was gorgeous. Yeah, it was. Ooh. You did? Outside of time. You What? Hmm? Mm. I mean, a little bit outside of time. Cheating on pants? Dang, Pants already doesn't like Kite. This is going to get even worse now that Kite's found you a temple. You cheating on Pants? Jealousy. Temple? What, when, did you, when did you do that? Where did you go? We sat down together for just a moment, but it felt like passing eons in and out of space and time. Wow. Little Pibble, I think you were quite intertwined with the uh, kitten, the, the robot kitten. All right, I see how it is. Temple's got a type. Tinkerers. Grayson, I think I starting to agree with you. I I don't know if I trust this lady. Yeah. Person. <laughs> well, I brought I brought juice. You liked that? It was okay. <laughs> Listen. I understand that I'm a very very mistrusting person, but 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 what? <laughs> I just a little a little more critical thinking when I'm unconscious would be appreciated. Honestly, fair point. I don't know why we left you behind. That didn't really make sense. <laughs> we should have brought you with us. You also didn't leave a note. No. And that was terrifying to wake up no to note. an empty yeah. really ship didn't leave anything, with did a destroyed no. Gigalda and well, no information. I mean, like, yeah. is this man your leader? Leader is a strong term. That is a strong term. I like to think I'm the one who points us in the right direction when we're going blatantly in the wrong direction. Uh, Grayson's our, our our chief security officer. He he's supposed to look out for us. Oh. He's uh he's he's got our he's got our back when uh when when we need to, but He's the adult in the room. Yeah, they don't make it easy. They really don't. I like lean towards 6. I'm like is he like a cop? I don't like cops. Are you a cop? <laughs> no. He'd be dead by now if he was a cop. Okay, I trust that, yes. 
<laughs> we also just kind of let him think he's in charge. You know, I could tell by the hairstyle that he might need something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Grayson, we took one look into her non-existent sparkly eyes, <laughs> and we all said yes to that. Yeah. I'm not asking you to do the same thing, but uh, I'm really good at handshakes, if you'd like another. Um, the one was really good. <laughs> yeah, the one the one was really good. I appreciate it, and... Um, I really I, appreciate it. I think I think we're just gonna call an audible on this one, and I'm just when when this is all over, I'm I'm gonna I think the crew and I need to have a very serious discussion about what the fuck we're doing. At this, you hear. And this is the first time I think all of you except Grayson have seen him truly take flight. Uh, and he kind of soars up and then comes down and glides and lands on Grayson's shoulder. And Grayson, you notice that he has a shimmer and so do Ooh, you look at him go. as you're kind of covered now in, in kites past without a trace. Oh, cool. Sweet. He's also like big now. Big beauty. That's awesome. Yeah. But he can be on your shoulders. Oh yeah, no for sure. It's not but he doesn't like perch on one shoulder. He's like wrapped or he's like draped around my shoulders now. Yeah. Is he bigger than a real Maine Coon or is he bigger than a Maine Coon that somebody got at an animal shelter? <laughs> he's bigger than he's bigger than a real Genuine. Maine Coon now. He's he's So growing. he's really big. I'd say he's he's fox size, like full to size so- That's some vet size. humor yeah. for you guys there. Yeah, he's very good. Hey there. He's gonna be rideable soon, is Ooh. the thing. Like, he's he's grown fast. Can I react to that? Yeah. Because I don't think I have... He's, like, bigger than yeah. pants now. It's, I could ride him. Get on, girl! I'm try. I uh, would like to describe that Kite is wanting to approach, but is clearly, like, in a state of shock. Um... And you can kind of, the magic that's like glistening is kind of like static now, like just complete and utter, cannot compute what's like what's before her very eyes. So I don't know if you guys noticed that. Pants is like, not. what's the matter, kite? Never seen a dragon before? <laughs> oh, wait, I bet you never have. Did you know I'm friends with like three of them? <laughs> I love sassy pants. <laughs> Me too. Uh, her lips, her like lip kind of twitches towards pants. Uh, and she slowly walks forward, puts her hand on Pants' face, and shoves him out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> up to the dragon, up to Grace, Grayson, and goes, she goes, may I uh, confirm that what is before me is a reality? Can I touch the dragon? That's completely up to him. I'm going to roll for him. Is that okay, Grayson? Yeah, go for it. What are you, what are you rolling? Because I, I do have stats for him. He has stats. I'm rolling a d20, and if it's an even, she can touch him, and if it's an odd, she can't. Yeah, that works. Well, can I roll animal handling? He's not really an animal. He's a people. He's extremely intelligent. He's a person. Okay. I rolled a four, which is even. So as you extend your hand, I think he looks to Grayson for the nod of approval. I just shrug. And then he leans his little blue shiny snout towards your hand. Do you boop the snoot? I boop the snoot. Boop it. <laughs> boop the snoot. You touch his snoot and he 
and a little bit of lightning oh. comes out and shocks your fingers. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, she kind of like lets it bounce in, but like does, you know, that annoying boys would do with their pens in middle school. Yeah, that happens. Ooh. Oh shit, she's Ooh. sexy. Ooh. Oh yeah, so cool. Oh, um, at this point, you'll you'll um, you'll hear a little pitter patter, right? And then Grayson, you'll feel on your leg a little little claw marks because Sir Charles is climbing up your back. And then he gets on top of Azron and then turns into a little Grayson. <laughs> and then like oh, and then like and then, like perches himself on top. Like he's writing Azra. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Uh, Azra spreads his wings and looks very proud of himself. Yeah, he's like, I'm official. Oh, I'm a real dragon. Kite, you're so fascinated with this. You don't hear the soft padding behind you and a guttural, low growl. And as you look, you smell sulfur, and from the shadows, red eyes, flames, and a snout licking, walking bigger than a German shepherd, just smaller than a wolf, a hellhound approaches you and puts one paw in front of six, its chest puffing up and ash falling and flaking off of it as it growls at you. Damn. And I just go, I point to the shapeshifter and I go, that's delightful. I've read about those, but never seen one. Um, <laughs> how old's the hellhound? She's almost a half a year. So this has been three months of time. <laughs> <laughs> has it? I think so. Hard to say. Since we left her at 19. She's fucking <laughs> um, like three months old. Whatever. She was two months when you found her. She's just a puppy. I'm just trying to figure out like how long ago we left her at 19. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think it was a month. Okay, okay, three months then. Okay, Okay. she's a baby. Kai wants to attempt, she goes into this kind of low stance of like, like a horse stance. You know what I mean? And like puts her arms in front of me. She's like, come here, puppet. Come here. (laughs) Roll animal handling. Yes. Come here. Question. Come here, puppy. Kai is an artificer too, as well. No, a druid. Druid, got it, got it. But she's made of earth. Fifteen. You try to go closer, and it gets, it looks like she's getting even bigger. And her, she's snarling in front of six. Okay, I start shifting from side to side. And like, like look away, because you're not supposed to make eye contact with a dog. And I like reach <laughs> into my pocket and like try to hold out some kind of... Uh, dried, crispy-looking... Just something that looks crunchy and tasty. Pocket bacon. And, like, not looking, but, like, shimmying back and forth with, like, <laughs> like semi-crouched. Huh? Come on. Inferno Jones's claws come out sharper. Okay, I'm going to take the defeat and scoot back, like a little crab walk backwards. <laughs> and then, as you look, as you scoot backwards, Inferno Jones looks up at six. It's okay. She's okay. You can go say hi. She just turns back and growls. No space rock person. Sorry about that, Kite. Pans is like, heh. Heh. Six like, this never happens. Oh my gosh. She's normally so friendly. I don't know what's <laughs> going on right now. I never like this. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, Temple picks pants up off the ground. I feel like when <laughs> pants was palmed and pushed, just like, 
Sad. <laughs> you must have mutual respect for all animals and people, you know. Just gotta give them their autonomy. As she, as she shoved pants away. <laughs> she says that yeah. she pants Amazing. away. Pimple picks pants up and dusts them off. It's like, it's okay. <laughs> now that we've got introductions out of the way, what are we doing? We're breaking into a storage unit. Oh, good. We're good at that. Mm-hmm. Are we... <laughs> I think uh, I was just going so to far. ask that. Are we? We're good enough at it. I mean, we're not. I wouldn't say I'm proficient, but I mean, some of us are. And look at six. <laughs> well, I say now that Grayson's awake. I think we don't need Kite anymore. So let's just, you know, let's all get grouped back together and let's go get this thing. <laughs> Kite, you could, I guess you could like hang out, but I think we got this. So don't worry about it. I. I said a bit of jealousy <laughs> Kite can come, but Kite, if you put any of us in danger, we'll kill you. Could you define danger? Mm. Like, are you fighting, risk of death, bodily risk harm, of risk of death, death, risk of being maimed, risk of being arrested and tortured risk of exposing what we're doing. Oh. Well, <clears throat> I'm incredibly self-absorbed, so I'm not going to put myself in danger, so I think it's uh, up to you folk to... And I think we have a tenuous alignment for the time being. All right. As you all head back onto the shuttle, and Torash starts As to take leaving, it down. I, I take, like, the little the little kind of like key to the ship and I just fucking press it like I'm pressing the lock button you just beep 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 the stingray and the stingray goes stealth mode so your shuttle starts to descend into the darkness these mechanical orbs kind of float around as I stated some have really intense fortifications and some do not depending on what folks pay for, for their storage units. Um, and they all have names and numbers written on them. The tracker is attached to Fidget. So we will go from there. Can Pants try to, like, be sneaky and, like, try to, like... I don't know. Do we have, like, tractor beam on the on the shuttle? Um, a, a lower-powered one. Can can he try to like sneakily tractor beam one of the like the really small pods? Yeah. That are like his size. Go for it. Gonna set off fucking security alarm. Do I have to be stealthy? Well, do you want your team not to see you? Yeah. Yeah, roll stealth. Everyone else roll. Well, actually we'll go against your passive perceptions. Twenty-two. Well, we know Grayson saw. Just kidding. <laughs> What's his passive? Nineteen. That's still really high. Yeah. We also all have Pass Without a Trace on right now, too, so you get a plus 10 on top of that, so it's actually a 32. Yep. 32! Whoa, Neller. Okay. Did I do it? Yeah, Pants, you sneakily... Tell me which kind of little storage unit floating ball you are going to try to tractor beam. Um, so... A smaller one? A larger one? Yeah, one yeah. One that's very fortified? One that's not like, fortified? Like, the ones you said were, like, the size of pants, so he's, like, I'm assuming those are, like, the smaller... Yeah, smaller ones, so he tries to suck in one of the smaller ones. Yeah, you perfectly do it, using your tail and your little fingers 
almost like bumping your head up on other controls with your horns like perfectly and a tractor beam comes out and pulls this small orb towards it and all of a sudden the entire underground space was black. It turns a deep red. Oh, crap. Your ship turns <sighs> off and slams to the ground. Immediately fucked. All mechanicals are completely off. Is Temple and off? Well. No. <laughs> Temple has a soul. Temple has a soul. Okay. No. But if it's an EMP, he could still be aware. He just can't move his body. That's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Okay. I kind of like it. <laughs> Yeah, so all the mechanicals go off. Your ship lands, but after your ship lands, you hear a thud, and you look and Fidget is landed on the ground, and then you hear a bigger thud, and Temple has fallen oh, over. Oh, shit. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? Nothing. What? I didn't do it. Well, I didn't do it. Roll deception. <laughs> pants. As, as Pants' hands are on the controls. I rolled a 20. Holy oh, shit! Oh. Deception. I'm gonna roll okay. insight. I'm gonna roll oh. insight. Yeah, all of you, all of you, oh, roll insight. I rolled a 23. <laughs> 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 okay, Torash knows. Grayson rolled a 25. He knows. Oh, come on! <laughs> no, I don't know shit. <laughs> Valen, what'd you roll? A nine. I didn't do it. I got a dirty 20. I got a dirty 22. Literally everyone <laughs> except Darlin. Okay. Everyone except Valen knows that Pants is light. I didn't do it. I think I think when what the, what happened was that Valen, I would uh, Temple like thudded and I ran to <laughs> Temple and then everyone else is like looking at Pants. I'm just like, oh my god, Temple, what happened? <laughs> oh god. I'm like just checking up on him. Pants. <laughs> Pants. I didn't. I just. It just. I thought it was just floating Pants. there. Hey, Pants. Just, Pants. Pants. Yeah. Pants. Yeah. Bring Temple back online. Okay. This is a safe space here. You can tell us what you did, because if we know what you did, maybe we can unfuck it. It was just a small one. I just thought I could take it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You you thought, what does that mean? <laughs> I just wanted to try. Okay, I'll go turn Temple back on. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Thank you. What did, what did you want to try? He was trying to take one of the orbs. Come on. Pants and orbs, dude. Pants. You thought you could take one of the orbs? But Valen looks over at Pants, just shaking his head. You know my affinity for for floating orbs? I just really like them. <laughs> that is true. You do love a good floating orb. He's like trying to like fidget Temple back awake. He's like in his head. He's like, I'm really sorry. I'm just so sorry. Come on. I'm, also, I'll, Temple, you're aware of all of everything yeah, that's happening. So Temple's <laughs> lenses are on. Like, you can see that, like, the lights are on, uh, but he can't, like, you can usually, like, articulate or, like, gimbal, I guess, his lenses. You can tell he's, like, where he's looking, but, right, he's just staring straight ahead. Uh, but the lenses are on. Can he talk? No. So is it, like, a gravity thing that pulled us down to, like, stop us it's from more moving? like... All the mechanicals just It's like an down. EMP. So, like, okay. yeah. the, like, the ship just turned off. Okay. And fell. Pants, you may use right tool for the job. Yes. Great. Balan's knocking on, uh, uh, starts tapping on Temple's head. And he sees the lights. And he sees the lights are on. He goes, oh, the lights are on, but nobody's home. <laughs> when you say nobody's home and you, like, when your knuckle makes contact with his head again, you get a zap of necrotic energy, <laughs> just like, a, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here like, oh, God damn it. Okay, there it is. All right, he, he, he's here. He just can't move his body. As all as all of this is happening, Torash is just going to look outside the 
the glass way and see if there's anyone if there's anyone coming or anything. Um, is are, are we in an, in a breathable space? You don't know. Pants. It will take you ten minutes to get Temple back online, but it's possible. Okay. So he like he's like I know I know okay I just I'm just he like pulls out a bunch of stuff from his from his pack and like makes a anti EMT device I guess that he he'll like EMP he'll EMP. like make and MP and stick it to Temple's chest when it's when it's good to go. He sticks it to his chest and it has to like whir up, but it'll work. Torash, <laughs> roll perception with disadvantage. Oh, all right. Can Pants open the orb at some point? <laughs> I mean, it's it's landed next to your <laughs> ship, so. With disadvantage, Torash rolled a nine. Okay, um, you don't see anything but darkness and orbs. Shit. Darkness. What are the chances that the orb that I picked was the right one? Slim to none. We won't know until you get out of that ship. Fidget's down now, too. There's a, there's a little lock, airlock, right, I'm assuming? Yeah. Okay, cool. Valen's going to go and grab one of the spacesuits. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm assuming there's at least a couple spacesuits there. I'm going to put it on, and then I'm going to go into the airlock and be like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and scout out and uh, just uh, stay on the comms. And then I hold my robo stone. I was like, I got it right here in case you need it. And then Torash looks at Torash. Torash, Torash holds up the other one. And then uh, <laughs> Valen closes it and then goes outside and then kind of like flies up to kind of like get uh, up on top of the ship. So I want to go up to six. Can I? No. And whisper. I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to whisper something. So. I don't want to um, piss off your slick-haired royalty over there, but um, we need to get off this ship. Uh, probably sooner rather than later. And given he's the uh, security, I think he should make the decision, but I'm going to leave soon, so... <laughs> well, I, f- I fully support the choice to piss him off. Um, so you're, you're welcome to tell him, um... But would you mind telling me why you are wanting to get off this ship in such haste? This is one of the um, highest security areas around Tenebris. Lots of um, important materials are stored here, and I believe that uh, your little what was it, shorts, was it? Uh, grabbed the wrong pants. one. <laughs> it's pants. <sighs> That wasn't something you felt like you needed to share with us maybe 20 minutes ago? I just thought, you know, it was obvious, but I guess not. <laughs> hey, guys. We gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and as that, you say that, the doors close, and Valen, what are you trying to do? Okay, Valen's gonna get on top um, of the ship. So the doors open to the outside, and you hear... Okay, cool. Um, I'm gonna get on top of the ship, and then I instantly I'm gonna I, I know that the ship is down. We have I, we gotta wait for Temple to get up before and, and fidget. So I'm gonna climb on top of the ship, and then I'm gonna cast darkness around the ship, sixty foot radius. Oh shit! Tell us what that does. So uh, magical darkness spreads at a point I choose uh, within a fifteen foot radius of the sphere. Uh, for the duration, the darkness spreads around corners, and a creature with dark vision cannot see through the darkness, and non-magical light cannot uh, can't in- in- infiltrate it. 
eliminated. And I assume so because the ship is a separate room. I the the idea I have is to cast darkness around the ship, and then anything within the ship wouldn't necessarily penetrate it. Unfortunately, that's not how it works. So everyone is plunged into darkness. So if you were so, then my my question is just to play devil's advocate. If you were if I were to cast this in a house with separate rooms, the rooms around the corners will be dark, even though that Correct. there are okay. Correct. So the, as the light goes, or as the darkness falls, there are two things that are still lit up. Azeron's magical lightning skitters around his back, and you see the outline of this lightning dragon, which is pretty fucking cool! Inferna. No, she's not magical. What? Her entire existence is magical. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) So we don't know why it's dark, though, right? No. You don't, but it does feel like Valen. What I what what happens? I'll, this is what I, so I'll cast it and then I'll radio down. It's like shh, everybody quiet. Don't worry, it's me. Something's coming. Shit. Can Pants do magical tinkering and make um? He has that glass orb and make it glow. Will that shine through the darkness because it's magic? If it's magical, yes. Okay, he casts magical tinkering and makes um, that magic orb he got from the fortune teller glow. And as the orb glows, Temple sits up. Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Temple, I'm so sorry. You need to curb your greed, little one. You're right. I'll try to do better. I just really wanted it. I understand. The sticky fingers are getting a little too sticky sometimes. You're right. Why is it so dark? We don't know. We know. Valen. Oh, I guess we know. Mm. Uh, Temple's going to, uh, I guess, feel his way uh, out the door. He doesn't need a suit, so. Okay. Temple, as you walk outside of the ship, you instantly register there is breathable air. He pokes his head back in. We can breathe. There is an artificial atmosphere. Okay. Um, can I... I'm going to, um, I guess, move to the edge of Valen's shadow and um, just stand at its edge and and try to um, hear what's going on around us. Well, perception with disadvantage. Darn. Uh, with disadvantage, it was a nine. You hear... What sounds like hundreds of footprints. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, is this shadow, um, is it just blocking sight or is it blocking all sensory? It's just sight. Just sight, okay. Um, I, I, I guess I turn around and I look for the glow of Valen's friendship bracelet and uh, I, I climb the ship and stand with him. What do you think they are? I don't know, and I'm not sure if I really want to find out. Should we get in the shuttle and fortify? I don't think this this shuttle can handle any kind of damage from the outside. I mean, at that point, we're just, uh, if we stay inside, we're going to be like a basically canned tuna in there, just easy pickings. Understood. Everyone out. Uh, Temple 
swings down um, into the shuttle. We need to move. Roll constitution saving throw. Temple rolled a tool, uh, an 11. Temple, you slide down the side of the ship and boom, your foot hits the small uh, storage unit that Pants was trying to grab. It is no longer floating. It is just next to the ship entrance. Ah, this damned thing. And he kicks it out of his way and then uh, descends further down into the into the uh, Scooty Puff Jr. Pants? Yeah? Pants. Yeah. Can you... Hi. Can you get the ship back online just like you got Temple back online? Well, I can try. That would be a bad idea at this time. Oh. Do not do that. <laughs> Why not? Because we need to go. Yes, we do. Oh. Hey. Hey, nice kite lady person thing. Oh, we're I, friends I'm really, <laughs> I'm really, really sorry. I am jealous of you and Temple's relationship, but I didn't mean to, like, cause this whole thing. So, um, do you think you can, um, maybe tell us how, where to go, how to get to what we need to do, or get off the planet or something? I'm really sorry. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's very precious. Um, could you stay in the line of sight of at least one of your compatriots for the duration of us knowing each other. Is that all right? Can we make that deal? Yes, I'll be good. Who's who's on pants duty? <laughs> who's wearing the shorts? Who's wearing the shorts? <laughs> Taurus just grabs the back of pants and puts them on his shoulder. He just, yeah, he's okay with sitting on Torash. He's like, I know, I did bad. Did I did I hear any of the footsteps at all, Justine? No. Is the air outside the ship breathable? Did we determine yes, that Yes, it is. And we do have to go. I suggest you arm yourselves because it sounds like there are hundreds of beings all around us. Great. Let's get the fuck out of here. Just for technical technicalities, he like he like pushes the manual button on Fidget because he's still down and makes him into the cape. So he's sitting on pants. Okay. And that's where we're going to end the session. Thank you so much for listening. We are the Dungeon Boys, and this is our first campaign, Stardust Echoes. We want to say a huge, huge, huge thank you to our amazing guest star, Vika, and their wonderful, amazing character, Kite. Thank you. Thank you, Mika, for being on our show. Thanks for making the show. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. It's folks like you that keep the TTRPG community and creators like us alive and inspired and doing the thing we love to do every single day. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for laughing with us. And thanks for being a part of our story. We can't wait for you to see what comes next. As the editor of this podcast, one of my favorite things is how often... Anthony says, we're going to have a conversation about that. He like looked at Torash doing magic for the first time and was like, we're going to have a conversation about that. And me, who's like seven episodes recorded at, I was like, that never happened. Does know that very soon he's got like a fucking 200 slide like PowerPoint presentation. Like an HR video. What do we do when new people approach you? You turn around and go the other way. Stranger danger. Stranger danger. Or, you know, don't invite them onto your illegal stealth ship. 